0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to our FPV Freedom <clears throat> Coalition community meeting. Uh, Josh is unavailable tonight, um, but we've got Blunty and Alex and Dave, and Dave has an announcement that uh, he would like to share right off the bat.
1: Great. Thank you, Dan. Uh, yesterday, I was announced as appointed as an interim CEO of uh, Flight Test, and uh, uh, this is a combination of my business background along with the the team at Flight Test, uh, which brings uh, years of experience and uh, great vision and great uh, um, model airplane building, as well as uh, uh, a a growing um, uh, drone capabilities, as well as quite a good uh, STEM program, and of course, a very large YouTube channel. So happy to be uh, running that. And um, uh, Flight Test works for an organization called Lauren International. So it says um, I'm now officially no longer retired. So it's uh, looking forward to this, and uh, I'll keep you posted. I wanted to make sure we mention this so that uh, I'm completely transparent. Uh, Obviously, one of the things um, now reporting to me is FTCA. So uh, we'll make sure that uh, we'll be very clear on how we're handling uh, the relationship between flight test, FTCA, and FPVFC.
0: Yeah. So, how does that work? Running two uh, community-based organizations, two CBOs. <laughs> What's well, the FAA going to think of that?
1: Yeah, it's a good question, and um, we've we've talked about it from a perspective of that it makes sense uh, to us at this point to keep them separate because the FTCA is focused on newcomers and primarily fixed-wing uh, model airplane uh, enthusiasts. And our focus, of course, is FPV, both uh, wing uh, as well as drones. And so a, a slightly different community base. And I think a, a good to have a, a representation separately for the moment.
0: Sounds good. <clears throat> there are congratulations in the YouTube chat for you from a, you. a few people. And Alex is saying happy unretirement. <laughs> 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 do you get cake for that, like you usually do at the retirement party? Donuts.
2: <laughs> Donuts.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> well, let's see. Does anybody have any other questions related to Dave, <clears throat> Dave's on retirement? I guess we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, but so I'm guessing none of us have any special questions. But does the chat? I'm not seeing anything so far. Great and I guess if that's the case then we should move on to our tiny handful of news stories that we've got and I'll see if I can share my screen so everybody can see it pick the right window now I'm should be presenting there we go and I should bring up my notes so I know what I'm talking about <laughs> so The first article that I had here uh, that you probably all already know about if you're big fans of Betaflight is that Betaflight this week released version 4.4.3, which is a relatively Mm -hmm. minor update. But the reason it stands out to me is that this is the version that includes the fixes so that uh, remote ID modules that use GPS to pass through via MSP to Betaflight can actually work, and that that GPS data will get into Betaflight. You don't have to use a nightly or Zulu build anymore. You can just flash Betaflight 443, and it'll start working. Um, And then there's also, like you can see here, there's a bunch of other fixes that are probably really important to the people who have experienced those bugs or have the hardware that looks like there were fixes for. Um, I don't know if any of you have any more to say about beta flight 443 or if uh blunty if you're just, an expert on this already <laughs> dave were you i just
3: I, i'm not sure i'm hoping that there's a uh i don't see it directly in there but it may be one of the shot things because currently in a 442 the motor redirection thing doesn't work properly so hopefully that's fixed okay agreed agreed yeah i was just going to say the um um,
1: the beta flight dev's name is is right there in front of us, Steve Evans. He's the individual uh, who uh, did the work behind um, uh, this uh, MSP work, which enabled the ft the id the broadcast module that we've been working on, uh, to work. And so we are uh, ever so grateful uh, to Steve, a uh, real gentleman, and his work was very quick and accurate and uh, allowed, allowed us to Provide a, uh, a broadcast remote ID module that uh, p- provides GPS coordinates to the flight controller.
0: Yeah, and uh, let's see, Morton's asking other questions about Beta Flight <clears throat> 443 in the YouTube chat, asking if by chance it fixed the Speedy B F405 version 3. He didn't see it in a cursory search. Um, I'm not sure exactly which bug he's talking about there Um, but if it's not listed directly on the fixes i'm guessing maybe it's not something fixed by this particular update but i guess you know you could install it and find out (laughs) Uh, if there's no other questions on beta flight 443 we can jump over to article number two and this one was posted in the federal register that alex uh, pointed out to us the other day, actually just published yesterday. And uh, the FAA is has changed the definition, or actually they've slightly changed the means of compliance uh, for remote identification of unmanned aircraft. So they realized that they made a typo, they realized they kind of had a sentence that didn't make any sense, made some minor changes, and then published this new means of compliance, and one of the important things is that anything that was approved before is still approved. They don't have to go back and get reapproval under a new means of compliance. But anything new has to obviously work with this new means of compliance. And Dave, you uh, have a little bit more background information of where this came I, from and why they posted this.
1: I did, and and this is one where um, my heartfelt thanks goes to the FAA on this. And I mean that sincerely. This, they, this could not be better uh, for uh, what was discussed back in June. So the FAA uh, called uh, uh, the ASTM and Gabriel Cox, the uh, chair of the remote ID working group, called uh, a quick meeting of uh, our closest 138 members of that working group. And we spent an hour and a half or so discussing a number of changes that could be added into this NOA, a notice of availability, and a a number of us were very dreadfully concerned about making material changes to the MOC, which would necessitate a redesign of existing broadcast modules. So the the error here clearly, and uh, the ASTM uh, of which I'm a, a member, we all owned up. Yep, this was a typo on our part. And as you can read in the in this document, the FAA takes ownership because you know they they've approved this mock, and so you know they did not. There's no finger pointing in the PDF, so that's that's gracious of them. But the what we what I'm really grateful about is that the FAA took the path to uh, change the error, and that's it. They did not take advantage of this uh, NOA to uh, to throw in a number of changes, which would have necessitated us altering uh, all of the broadcast modules that were out there in production.
0: Yeah, that definitely would be a fear that they would take this opportunity to just sneak in some extra things that they wish they had done the first time around. Yeah. I guess very glad that they did not choose to do that. Agreed. All right, I guess that will bring us to another article also discovered by Alex, also on the Federal <laughs> Register. <laughs> and this one is that the FAA is proposing a change in the definition of aeronautical activities. And it sounds like that currently the definition of aeronautical activity, I guess I didn't know this, uh, didn't include unmanned aircraft, but they would like it to also include unmanned aircraft uh, Advanced Air Mobility, or AAM, and commercial space launch and reentry vehicles. It sounds like this is important because airports that accept federal grants are obligated to maintain the airport for public aviation use. And so if public aviation use, is aeronautical activity means drone flights. I don't know. I guess this sort of seems strange to me because normally you don't can't fly at an yeah. airport anyway. But I'm guessing this could have some impacts on airports, and flying drones, and things like that if they change this definition? I don't know if Dave or Alex or if
1: Go ahead, now.
2: If you scroll to the very last paragraph of this, it states that model rockets, model aircraft, which they use model aircraft when the FAA has retired that term, and recreational UAS are not aeronautical activities, but which implies commercial UAS is an aeronautical (laughs) activity. Okay.
1: Oh my goodness! I did <laughs> I not don't...
0: catch that. I skipped the very bottom of this, I guess. Good catch. But you read the entire thing. I thought this was all you just. Thought that was your homework. I did read. You're bad, Alex. I did. <laughs> Gosh, I yeah. Sk- I, I guess I I thought <laughs> down at the bottom was just you know with the, the legal stuff that you don't care about.
1: <laughs> Important boilerplate. Wow, that's yeah. That's gotta. Be... <laughs> yeah, I think we see a an opportunity for another uh, retraction on a typographical error. They can't mean that.
2: Well, this one is a certain unmanned aircraft systems um, would be aeronautical
0: activities. Mm -hmm. And this one is a notice and they're asking for public comment. So if we have comments to get in by December, I want to say this one said December 15th somewhere. Well, we might want to double check
2: because if making UAS an aeronautical activity, could that be a bad thing for us too?
0: Definitely seems interesting. Uh, it does seem like it could have more far-reaching impacts than it, at first glance.
3: I think the question, like, immediately comes up for me is like when you hear AAM and then you hear recreational excluded, right? Those two things to me clue in that oh, there's a commercial interest in this moving forward. So then the question is, what is the benefit slash detriment to that commercial entity? And do we want to be a part of that slash jump out of that if we can? You know what I mean? I'm guessing yeah, an any operator
0: wants to be able to land at any publicly funded airport.
1: Well, to me, part of this, there's been uh, quite a, a number of uh, community complaints around uh, SpaceX um, and yeah. uh, lots of claims that uh, they violated. Uh, they didn't wait for the FAA approval. And so this could be cleaning up some of that because they were, um, you know, close to airports, and they had to shut down uh, uh, activity when they launched uh, a number of the uh, spacecraft out of Texas. And so, I guess the local people were really u- upset because these things—you know—the these you know, the big Falcons are very loud. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it's like, oh, it's it's more it's more than a, a Harley going by uh, up front. It's. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, your house
3: shaking uh, at the foundations so yeah i'm just curious absolutely. to know like you know they're lumping us under a term aeronautical activity so yeah i think it's just like where where is that term been used and then also where is it planning to be used and is it yeah. like for a benefit or not right like yeah. is it to accept things or create new rules for those things or is it to mm-hmm. actually like yeah hmm
0: and definitely yeah. they're homework, being careful not to, to, not to give recreational operators any more privileges <laughs> i'm guessing is why that's down there at the bottom yep okay. okay well we'll have to see if we want to give any comments to FAA on that one in the next m- month
1: mm-hmm. yeah a little bit of research
0: there and one more article here and this one also thanks to alex he's he was on on the job of getting news stories this week. Uh, and this is, in, this is in your
1: this <laughs> yeah, is in right in your backyard, backyard, right?
0: Apparently there yep. this was actually happened a few years ago, um but uh, somebody is suing the company who does hot air balloon flights uh because they say they violated their airspace and uh it, they not only that but they lump in other things as well. They they say that um They don't want, or they're asking in this lawsuit that they ban all manned and unmanned aircraft flights, or they're asking them to be stopped as part of this. And this gets into that whole thing about how much airspace do you own over your private property. This This balloon took off from private land where they had permission. It flew over somebody's property and then landed in somebody else's private property where they had permission to land, and they're being sued for violation of privacy and airspace. As well as noise complaints, too. Okay. Do you have anything else to offer about this one, Alex? It just seems um, like it's it could set a very scary precedent if this... Yeah,
2: that that the main thing is if this couple that's suing wins, it w- would set a very bad precedent for aviation, and that would affect us in our drone usage because I think most people would consider a hot air balloon much larger than a UAS, and that... And if they don't want a hot air and if they don't allow a hot air balloon flying over, why would they want a UAS flying over?
0: Um, Yeah. I found it very interesting that they asked not only that the judge halt hot air balloon flights, but that they halt unmanned aircraft flights as well. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. So this is,
0: this started a couple of years ago, but
2: it's finally going to trial, I guess, apparently is what the main (sighs) part of this is. I
0: believe it's uh, yes. The lawsuit was filed in 2021 And I think it's going to have a trial in January after having been rescheduled twice before. Sounds like it's been a very Mm -hmm. lengthy process to get to where it's at. Yes. And then they go on and talk about how airspace is regulated by the FAA and aircraft, including hot air balloons, have to follow certain rules.
2: Um, Minimum flight altitudes of 500 feet, Um, except for takeoff and landing. Sure. Which is where this falls under.
1: Yeah, and this is this you know federal preemption. This is uh, similar to the um, uh, New York State Assembly led plan, proposed legislation that we talked about two weeks ago. No new, no new news on that topic. So work to be done there.
0: Yeah, here's yeah. what they're saying: They're asking the judge to stop all hot air balloon flights and any other unmanned or manned aircraft flights from surrounding properties. Which, yeah, that would not be good for us if that was a precedent that was set. Correct. And the one thing that is interesting that this
2: does have that is different because it's a hot air balloon is in Maryland, they have a state preemption where cities and municipalities can't regulate drone usage. So even if it was granted for the um, hot air balloon, there is a chance that they might not be able to do anything about UAS. That would be good. I don't wanna have to get that question answered, but uh, that would be a very interesting case to bring about.
1: Yep, good point.
0: Well, those are the only news articles I had to cover today, so I can probably stop sharing my screen. Um, but I could say, Alex, why don't you, (laughs) would you have anything to share about the FAA FRIA location map that you're working on? Is that something you want public yet or. Um,
2: so I'm working on putting together a map of FRIAs for my, uh, for one of my class projects for a GIS class. And hopefully, um, I'll have. Have the assignment is due on December 1st. So ideally, I'll have it done by then.
0: And but have, you, have you noticed anything so far in your research on where Frias are located? So there's a lot of clusters of Frias
2: around larger cities. So, I'll, and you'll find some Frias that are probably within a mile of each other, which is surprising with Frias not being able to be right next to each other.
0: Yeah, we um, thought they were going to use that as one of the qualifications are one of the reasons to reject a FRIA, right? It's like, Oh, well, there's another Mm -hmm. one right down the road. Why don't you just go there?
2: But it does appear that there are some that are pretty close to each other Mm -hmm. that have both been approved as FRIAs. Um, I, and that that's mainly with the AMA data. Um, and I've, but I'm only, I'm not finished looking through all the data. I don't have a good enough analysis of it
0: yet. I'll have actual numbers later. so. Do we have um, any information on when the FAA is actually going to put this data on their UAS facilities map?
2: That's a very good question. You know, <laughs> it's, it's like that was just a, something recently learned. Um, but the FAA is uh, now saying that they think it might be January or February when uh, we might get it on the UDDS. Twenty twenty four. Yes, <laughs> UAS data delivery service. I'll believe it when I see it. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's why I'm doing my map now.
0: <laughs>
2: it won't include everything, but it'll have a majority of Frias on there. Yeah. Sure. And
0: well, if nothing else, you're learning while well, you're learning stuff for your class this way. But you're you're seeing where they are, and you're figuring out the patterns, and might even help us. Uh, you know, obviously now we know if there are two Freias applications near to each other, we know that that's just not going to be an automatic rejection. We know that those are possible, so that's good. Bits Bites in the chat saying they're going to have to FOIA the full list of is. That's actually
2: not too bad of an idea.
0: Now, but if you can get, a, that, get them to give I it to you, you in a format that that's useful.
2: Earlier, because <laughs> I'm already half,
0: about halfway through collecting free information manually. <laughs> Well, you can still try and see if they get it to you before you're done with it and if it's in a better format for any reason, mm-hmm. <laughs> but probably not. Um, let's see. Uh, I guess we can go around the room and see if there's anything else, um, especially Dave, do you have any updates on the DAC? Um, the, not the FAA DAC, but
1: the new The, the new DAC, Grown Advisory uh, Council. We have uh, uh, another meeting tomorrow. And uh, I'll be presenting uh, some of the work on uh, standard remote ID as a uh, propose, as a, a, a stalking horse, or a, a uh, pr- proposal for the team to uh, um, uh, continue writing and uh, researching. And we'll be able to uh, when as that um, gels a little bit more. We'll we'll be happy to share that and the uh, in as much as the uh, we're. Uh, in a uh, position of uh, guiding and, and managing uh, this organization. I, I think we, uh, everyone on this new DAC wants to uh, maximize transparency. So we're very interested in uh, feedback and comments.
0: Yeah, one of the goals that they have that I, I would like to see happen would be a good solution for those people who want to build their own Part 107 drone and not have to have it be a standard remote ID compliant, but be able to fly, say a lift you built yourself and put a remote ID module on it and be able to go to a film set and record that and legally right. use that and not have to be a full on manufacturer with all the manufacturing requirements and the standard right. remote ID sending the data telemetry from your radio and, and. All that extra complication. Yeah. and
1: we've got a number of um, retailers uh, across the country who are who are, who are selling five inch uh, five inch drones, um, bind and fly, and
0: you mean the uh, indoor use I, only ones?
1: Those and <laughs> others, and uh, th- it's becoming a, a material percentage of the drone market, and so that's an, a a a category that we really would like to have compliant with uh, our broadcast module. Don't see
0: any reason why not. Sure. Uh Blunt, do you have any news or updates for us this week?
3: I put a couple things in, or I put a thing in chat there with a link to it as well. Uh, so you have it. Just so people know.
0: See, I clicked on the first one This showing the Catalyst Machine Works.
3: Yeah, and there's just a link to it on Facebook if you need it. But yeah, Catalyst oh, Machine okay. Works is hiring uh, people to build drones for 35 bucks an hour with overtime wow. available. So if you live in Texas near Catalyst Machine Works, or you're trying to go over that direction, um, cost of living there is not that bad when I looked. So uh, thirty-five dollars an hour is pretty good to build drones.
0: Yeah, I'm guessing that's not something you can do remotely. Nope.
3: <laughs> no, they just send me the parts.
0: I'll build them. Send them back. There you go. Right?
1: Why is Why is this one uh, having have a broken arm again, Alex?
2: <laughs> uh, or. Uh, or I could just, or they could have a robot that I control from my
0: computer that builds it for me. I just control the robot <laughs> remotely. And then couldn't you just program the remote robot to do it? Hey, for we don't you have or?
2: to go that far. I still need that remote job. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, that sounds like a great opportunity for somebody. Uh, hopefully, somebody yeah. out there jumps on that. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Bunty.
3: Yep, they're hiring a bunch of people, for what I understand. It's not
0: just a, a single position. Wow.
3: Yeah, they're they opened a sixteen thousand square foot warehouse and they're trying to hire people to build drones. So.
0: Jeez, who's buying all those drones?
3: I don't know, but Government? CMW, you know, they make big drones. So, mm-hmm.
0: okay, so it's not necessarily just your hobbyist not TV. racing
2: frames anymore. No. Uh,
3: maybe, but I'm pretty sure the CMW stuff is all based on, uh, like, I, I'm, I would imagine a lot of what you're building is CineLifters and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. welcome rob we are just about at the end of the meeting uh it's a short one tonight josh isn't here so we didn't have all of his his news articles to go over um but i'm going around the room and asking people if they've got any updates or news stories or anything that they want to share uh before we're done with the meeting
4: gotcha uh you'll give me 30 seconds i'll think on it
0: yeah sure and Sorry, i should also ask, ask the chat if you guys have any questions out there <laughs> feel free to post them in the chat and we'll see what we can do about answering them.
4: Yeah. Alex, hey, Alex, did you mention, uh, did you, did you brief everybody from our meeting from this evening?
2: Yep. I talked a little bit about the, um, FRIA map update of how that's going to be until January, February. I didn't talk too much of the other stuff because, um, I didn't really remember much of the other stuff.
0: It wasn't as important. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rob, uh, if you remember the other stuff, feel free to share.
4: And, and what really meeting
0: was that again? Drone Pro
2: Fast Team webinar.
4: Yeah. So the, the drone guys from all around the nation, they had me and, um, uh, uh, Kevin Morris, uh, basically on a live, you know, Q and a, uh, really not a whole lot of updates from that. Not a lot of development. still the same problem. Uh, producers, manufacturers have to incorporate standard RID. So, um, we, 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 didn't get any clarification on that so we're kind of where we stand as we've already pushed out to the to the group prior
1: yep hence the uh, the discussion that we were just having about the the new DAC uh, drone advisory council uh that that topic uh that we're working on makes makes a lot of sense so we're recommending a, a that the uh, FAA um accept broadcast module and will come you know that's that's one of the hypotheses as a, a proposed recommendation, and we'll, uh, we'll solidify this probably with several other recommendations.
4: Yeah, I specifically asked Dave if there had been any exemptions granted uh, for producer, you know, small single producers to use a use a broadcast rather than standard, and my question went unanswered.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yep. We'll keep. We will keep at it. Absolutely.
0: Oh, I do have one other piece of news. I, I don't know how I forgot this, but Joshua Bardwell's coming back. Is it next week, Blunty? He'll be back on live streams of the news again. Yep. After a six week, well, time, hiatus. not time off, but yeah, hiatus, Hi- that's hiatus. A good word for it.
3: <laughs> yep. Yes, sir.
1: Could be a... Um,
0: look,
1: Looking forward to that.
0: Anything else before we call it a night, everybody? I'm good for a half hour. I guess at least. not. All right. Okay. Great meeting everybody. We'll see you guys Thank all you for- again in two weeks. And thanks everybody for joining us.
1: Great. Thank you for running the show, Dan.
3: No problem. Thanks. Hey